0: what's up dub nation welcome back after a brief holiday hiatus this is the we believe golden state warriors basketball podcast a sports ethos presentation sam orlick here we've got a bunch of games to talk about the golden state warriors are rolling right now having won seven out of their last 10 games one of the hottest teams in the league at the moment We've got a home game versus the Clippers, a home game versus Utah, and our second road game, our second road victory of the season at Minnesota from yesterday afternoon. So we're going to be talking about what's going on with the Warriors, just really flipping the switch when you talk about their pretty disappointing start to the season starting 3 of 7 um unable to win on the road and then really flipping the script here in the last 10 like we just mentioned 7 and 3. So Warriors currently sitting at a record of 11 and 10 and you know they are still just 9th in the Western Conference but certainly one of The hotter teams in the league, as we just mentioned, they're they're 7-3 in the last 10, is currently second best in the NBA, tied with the Pacers, Sixers, and Kings. Only the Boston Celtics are um, hotter in the league right now. So let's talk about what is going well for the Warriors during this stretch of basketball. I think we... Hit on it a little bit last week talking about um, the victory over victories over the Houston Rockets and New York Knicks. Steve Kerr making a pretty substantial change in having Draymond Green play with the second unit. Um, sitting Green earlier in the first and third quarters and relying on Kavon Looney to play. Um, with that starting group kind of filling in for Draymond as far as being that low-post facilitator, playmaker, play finisher. And obviously, you know, Steph Curry and Draymond Green have so much chemistry and synergy and really unlock one another. So um, pretty tough decision for Steve Kerr to make as far as um, being willing to tinker with that incredible starting lineup. The Warriors starting five just continues to be the best starting five in the league in net rating. Um, So anyways, moving Draymond Green to the second unit um, in those early second and fourth quarter stretches that have just historically this season been so, so, so detrimental for the team. Leads are lost. um, Deficits are extended lots of turnovers, lost of lots of missed shots, missed defensive assignments, just a lack of leadership, a lack of execution, um, a lack of any um foundational ability to just execute sets on either end of the floor. So, what we have seen is, you know, in that that change is you know, we are starting to see the effects of that, but in these last three or four games, it's not like all of a sudden the second unit is going on these 15 0 runs and, and blowing teams out. But what is happening is that the point differential when Curry's off the floor is more limited. Um, you know, Warriors are hanging even or giving up a few points in those stretches without Curry instead of allowing the opposing team to go for a 13 0 run, 10 0 run. run that just dig these holes that then the starters have to somehow find a way to climb out of um so i think that is one of the bigger changes that we have seen from the warriors coaching staff um also as of late i've seen a lot more jonathan kaminga action as opposed to Jermichael green so we'll start with yesterday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jermichael Green had 14 minutes. Jonathan Kaminga had um, just 10 seconds under 20 minutes. And Kaminga's looked good. Um, Jermichael Green has been serviceable, I would say. Um, I still find myself you know, cringing at a few of his plays throughout the game, but he is seeming to get a little bit more comfortable playing. Um, with the Warriors in the Warriors system, learning when to kind of be a play finisher versus when to swing and pass the ball. Um, Defensively, he just seems, you know, nowhere near anything that uh, Otto Porter Jr. was giving us last season. So um, a little disappointed there from Jermichael Green. But um, Jonathan Kaminga, as of late, has been playing much better. Um, A lot more energy, a lot more... um, locked in especially defensively against minnesota um jonathan kaminga's stat line three of five from the field oh for two from three one of one from the line six rebounds and assists two blocks and two turnovers in um just a shade under 19 minutes then we look at the game against the utah jazz kaminga played 13 minutes uh three rebounds and an assist and two turnovers But Jermichael Green, he only played nine and a half minutes, uh, four of six from the field, two rebounds, an assist, and a turnover. Then going to the game against the Los Angeles Clippers, you had Jonathan Kaminga play 13 and a half minutes, three of seven from the field, 0 for three from three, four rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. Jermichael Green played just under 12 minutes, two of five from the field, one of two from three. Six rebounds and a turnover. So there seems to be a trend here. Um, Jonathan Jonathan Kaminga slowly but surely grabbing those minutes from Jermichael Green. And this is what I think Steve Kerr and the coaching staff would like to see. They want Kaminga to earn those minutes. And it's not going to be through... You know, big scoring nights or filling up the box score or triple doubles or anything like that. It's going to be executing on defense, securing rebounds, boxing out the little things that Steve Kerr has been preaching for Kaminga to do run the floor, get open dunks, and then play really hard defensively and help us secure rebounds. And so as Kaminga continues to lock into that role and accept that role, and become less worried and preoccupied about his box scores and stat lines, I think we are going to continue to see this positive trend of him being rewarded with more minutes and more opportunities to contribute, which should, in fact, increase and build his confidence, which may, in fact, allow him to end up scoring more points and filling up the box score as a direct result of that, but not having that be the primary focus for... Him um, as he's on the floor. So those are two, I think, really big takeaways early on. Again, Draymond Green continuing to lead the second unit um, and keep that group organized. Jonathan Kaminga starting to play with more intentionality and intensity and focus, um, at least defensively. And then Dante DiVincenzo also has really come along for the ride. Finally, things starting to click for him as well. Um, the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, DiVincenzo, 14 points, 5 of 10 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3, 6 rebounds, an assist, steal, and block in 18 minutes. Um, Against the Utah Jazz, DiVincenzo played 19 minutes, only 1 of 3 from the field, but 3 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Against the Clippers, also, playing nearly 18 minutes, two of three from the field, two of three from three, five rebounds, an assist, and a steal. So DiVincenzo's minutes seem to kind of be locked in around um, 18 to 20. Um, Obviously, the 14 points against the Minnesota Timberwolves were a season high for him, for the Warriors. He is seeming much more assertive offensively as far as starting to understand the sets, and the plays, and where teammates want the ball, um, and he looks much more comfortable shooting from three, attacking the basket, um, and rebounding, right? This is what we knew he could do at a high level at the guard position is rebound, and so we're seeing, we're starting to see that all kind of come together. So, I know we kind of jumped ahead here in talking about some keys for the Warriors in this run, Um Let's talk about some team stats. So, in this stretch of the last time games, Warriors, 34.6 defensive rebounds per game, seventh best, 18.3 three-point makes, first best, uh, 45.3 three-points attempted, that's also first, 40.4 three-point percentage, that's second, assists, that's first. Uh, 46.3 field goals made, that's third best. 118.3 points, that's fourth best. 17.5 turnovers, 29th best. Uh, 21.1 personal fouls, that's 25th best. Uh, 15.6 free throws, attempted 30th. And 82.1 free throw percentage, that's sixth best. More importantly defensive rating 7th best and fast break points first so um a couple things to call out here that are notable with these numbers first of all defensive rebounding warriors have gone from being 17th best on the season uh defensive rebounding to 7th best with 34.6 in their last 10 games personal fouls warriors are 30th in the league for personal fouls committed, um, they're 22.1 in the last 10 games, is 25th, defensive rating, they are currently the 7th best defensive rating, rated team, um, in their last 10 games, they are 22nd on the season, fast break points, again, they are the best fast, in fast break points in the last 10 games, they are 10th on the season, so, a few things there, um, Turnovers remain unchanged. Three point, you know, three point categories. Warriors have basically been at the top all season. Assists been at the top. Um, turnovers and free throws continue to be an issue as far as free throws attempted and turnovers committed. But where you see the improvements are um, defensive rebounding. So when teams are missing, we're securing the rebound, which is huge because that is then igniting our offense where you now see all the fast break points. So previously, uh, Warriors unable to get stops, unable to not commit fouls, and when we would force the team to miss, unable to secure the rebound. So now that you are securing more defensive rebounds, we are pushing the pace and getting open looks, and it shows by leading the NBA in fast break points in the last 10 games. And especially against the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves, just from an eye test, when you watch these last two games, the pace at which the Warriors are coming out with is just absurd. They are pushing the ball so hard, and this is causing turnovers to continue to be an issue but because the Warriors are scoring so efficiently and getting so many open looks, it really balances itself out. Against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Warriors scored 47 points in the first quarter. Um, halfway through the first, the Warriors had scored 28 points. If if not for a few unfortunate turnovers when Steve Kerr started to sub some guys in and a few missed shots, this could have easily have been a 55-point first quarter. Um... It was just an absolute clinic as far as the Warriors getting stops on defense and pushing the ball down Minnesota's throat. And Minnesota just really had no answer. Um, Warriors led for 20 for most of that game. Minnesota cut it to about 10 um, mid-late fourth quarter. Warriors bounced back and responded, closed out the game. 137 to 114, with about three minutes of garbage time there um, at the end. So, pace, I think, has also been really key for the Warriors in this run uh, of their last 10 games. And you just see guys really starting to understand and lock in, getting their roles established. Um, You know, and again, this is a very, very, very short rotation right now. Moses Moody played three and a half minutes against Minnesota. Anthony Lamb played eight minutes against Minnesota. Um, You've got Draymond, Steph, Wiggins, and Thompson all playing about 30-plus. Jordan Poole coming off the bench for about 20, 27 minutes. Kaminga, like we said, played nearly 20 minutes. DiVincenzo played 18. Jermichael Green played 14 and a half. So you've got Looney and Jermichael Green basically splitting the five spot with a little bit of bleed over with Draymond Green and Kaminga. Um, but this is, you know, this is more or less a nine-man rotation. Um, not a lot of guys outside of that core getting, you know, over 20 minutes a night. In fact, you know, there's only six guys on this roster that are playing more than 20 minutes a night. And um, you just see Steve Kerr relying heavily on on his core um, as other guys are coming along and trying to learn the system. And so I think ideally you'd like to see Kaminga's minutes creep into the upper 20s, maybe DiVincenzo as well. Um, You know, I I think there's been a concerted effort to limit Kavan Looney's workload. Um, He does want to play in every game this season and the Warriors seem incentivized to allow him to do that, but we have seen a few times where second night of back-to-backs when all the starters get rested, Kavon Looney will play, but will play very limited minutes just for the significance of allowing him, you know, to check off that box of consecutive games played. Um, So that's going to be something interesting to track and follow as the season progresses, but I think right now, you know, Warriors are trying to Warriors are trying to lock in, get in the zone, find their way, and um, really start racking up some wins and they are certainly well on their way here again, seven and three in their last 10. Um, and these were not, you know, these were not bad bad teams in the last three. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, the Utah Jazz, and the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, all formidable opponents. The Minnesota game was only the second road win of the season. Um, You know, Utah, the Utah game was close, but Warriors basically held them at bay for uh, most of the game. You just, you know, especially in these last three games, the Clippers, the Jazz, and the Timberwolves, it just never seemed like the opponent ever had a chance. Warriors just so locked in. You've got Steph, Clay, and Wiggins, Um, scoring at a very high level. Jordan Poole looking more comfortable offensively. He did struggle against the Clippers um, going 3 of 15 from the field, but against Utah, Poole had 19, 7 from 15 from the field in 25 minutes against the Timberwolves. Uh, Poole had 24 on 9 of 17 from the field, and his 17 field goals were tied for the most with Steph Curry, who went 7 of 17 um Klay Thompson has become uber efficient. Um Thompson's just been putting up, you know, 20 plus points in the last 4 or 5 games, shooting the three incredibly efficiently and showing a lot more poise and patience. Um I've been very impressed with Klay Thompson who at times has struggled to start the game. Um well, two different types of, of of Clay Thompson I've seen in the last ten games. There's been the version of Clay that gets hot early and then kind of tapers off later in the game, or struggles early and then really comes on comes on, you know, in the second half. And so um, his shooting has evened out, um, his efficiency has risen, and he is much more aware of when to shoot and when not to and when he's feeling it um and when he needs to make the to make the extra pass and get um, a good shot to a great shot Uh, steph Curry's scoring has dropped off but that's because everyone else is picking it up which i think is overall a very positive thing um warriors against the timberwolves six players in double figures you had draymond green with 19 steph curry with 25 wiggins with 17 thompson with 21 Pool with 24, DiVincenzo with 14. Against the Jazz, Curry had 33, Thompson had 20, Wiggins had 20, Draymond had 13, Looney had 10, Pool had 19. Against the Clippers, 31 for Wiggins, 22 for Curry, 18 for Thompson, um, 9 from Green, 9 from Looney, 8 from Pool. Uh, that was a little bit less of a, um, you know, five guys in double figures, but then again, you had Draymond and Looney literally one point off from being all five in uh, double figures. So, lots of balance scoring, everyone's getting involved, lots of assists, high efficiency, we're seeing lots of layups at the rim, threes are striping, um, turnovers continue to be an issue, lack of free throws attempted continue to be an issue, fouling definitely still continues to be an issue, but not as bad defensive rebounding significant significant um, improvement which is enabling us to get easier looks and play at a breakneck speed Um, it really seems like especially against the jazz and timberwolves these guys just were a step slow as far as the opposition just not having what it takes to run up and down with the warriors And, um, it's really just been from, from the tip. The Warriors have just come out with this intensity. We are the championship team. We are here. Um, forget about those first 10 games. That's not who we are. That's not our identity. This is how we're going to play. Um, you might score on us, but we're going to score right back. Doesn't matter if it's a miss or a make, we're going to run the ball down your throat and get a wide open shot or a really good look. And we've got, you know, five or six different guys who can score in a variety of different ways. So lots of good things going on for the Warriors. We've got just a look at the upcoming schedule here. We've got the Dallas Mavericks on the road tomorrow, Tuesday, November 29th. Friday and Saturday is a home back-to-back versus the Chicago Bulls and the Houston Rockets. Monday Um, the Warriors take on the Indiana Pacers. So Friday, Saturday, back-to-back at home will be interesting to see what the coaching staff does with the starters. I would expect Klay Thompson to sit out the second game, um, which would be Saturday against the Rockets. That has just been the recipe that um, the sports performance coaching staff has seemed to be um, following. And you know, Warriors need to continue doing all the good things that they're doing. I think this this game at Dallas is going to be a very good test of this new and improved Warriors system. Um, You know, Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks are quite a handful for any team to take on. But this Warriors team that we're seeing here that's finally starting to hit its stride looks kind of unbeatable, um, just from a, a way in which they're scoring at the level that they're scoring. Um, it doesn't look like anybody can keep up with them. So, uh, if warriors can really limit everyone around Luca and just force Luca to do all the scoring, tire him out, um, you know, get him to run out of gas, force him to play defense and not be able to take any plays off and continue this well-balanced all-around attack from the Splash Brothers, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, Poole, DiVincenzo, uh, you name it. Um, great opportunity, I think, in Jonathan, for Jonathan Kaminga to get some minutes defending Luka. Um, Dallas tends to play very small. I think Christian Wood will be a big X-factor for for Dallas as far as what he can do off the bench. Um yeah, and that's, uh, that's all I got for this show. Kind of a quick little recap here. Again, took a little hiatus over the last week for the holidays, but back in the studio, ready to record some more podcasts. And what a great time to be covering the Warriors again. Seven and three in their last 10 games, rolling on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders. And um, we've got a lot of, highly competitive games to be played and the Warriors are looking to climb in the standings and I think before you know it, we will find this team where they belong, um, at least in the top four of the West, if not better. So, thanks for tuning in guys. Once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, sports ethos, presentation. Give me a follow over at Twitter if you haven't already. That's at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.